0: An amazing, amazing morning, man. Man. Thank you, Jesus. All glory to you. Man, if you were a guest with us, you're new with us today, you just walked in and a rocking, God-awesome time, right, Church? Yeah. And good morning to all of you who are joining us online. It's great to be back here this morning and celebrate life changed through Jesus Christ and watch people continue not only just surrender their lives but take their next steps with him. Uh, if you're a guest with us today, we hope you feel welcome. We, we love the fact that you're here. We hope that you feel uh, welcome to the point where you want to come back and hang with us as we chase this life with Jesus and that you walk away through worship and word knowing how much God loves you and that was made very clear through his son Jesus Christ. Um, gang, we're going to jump right in. this. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Isaiah Chapter 6, Isaiah chapter, excuse me, Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We're going to get into this. We're in a series called A Story to Tell, and what we're doing last week kicked it off, and we're going to walk through it through next week as well, of walking through the greatest story ever given to mankind, written by the author of life himself. The story of Christmas is a story of promise. The story of Christmas that we're going to be walking through today is a story of peace. And the story of Christmas is absolutely a story of purpose. And that's next week's conversation. Christmas, there's so much about Christmas that we have going on in our lives. that We, we don't tend, to, tend to have the tendency to think about these things during the Christmas season. Let it, because what the world has made it, or what we let the world creep into our lives when it comes to Christmas, um, but I shared last week, that I absolutely love Christmas. This, is anybody in this room here with me on that? "Do you love Christmas? Yes? Okay, for the seven of you, thank you. The rest of you, come on. It's Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year because it's an every year reminder for me how much I am loved. It's an every year reminder for me of the light of Jesus in my life, what brings in the true joy into my life. It's an every year reminder that peels back the chaos that's all in my life, the busyness that I've made it. You know, I'm running around doing this, doing that. It's an every year reminder to me how blessed I am to, to focus on uh, Jesus himself. And the fact that this year I can step back and and spend more time together as a family. The fact that I can celebrate Christmas with the staff this year. And the fact that I can celebrate Christmas with all of you absolutely brings great joy into my life. Uh, But I just want to, I love Christmas so much, I want to be right up front with you. uh, So you know where to send your hate mail, your text messages, or find me on Facebook. I just want to share with all of you, you know, I'm praying that it snows on Christmas, okay? I just want to throw it out there. Is anybody with me? It right, snow the Christmas? All right. I'm praying that it snows on Christmas. You know, not the snow that comes down just flying all over the place and in years and up your nose and just you're walking through town like this. Not like that. I, I'm talking about the snow that those huge flakes are just floating down the sky and they seem like they're never going to end, you know, land and does anybody with me on that? Am I alone? Am I, come on, you want to see some of that? It's like a snow that you just sit there and stare out the window for hours, right? And you're late for work. Like, what were you late for? Well, I was watching the snow, for real. All right, so I am praying for that snow is not Christmas. And if you don't like snow, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, okay? I'm not sorry. That was, that was not the truth. I am praying for the snow. I absolutely love, love, love Christmas, I love everything about Christmas, except for one thing, wrapping gifts. Oh, oh my word. Wrapping gifts has been an arch enemy of mine for as long as I can remember. I mean, we just do not get along. We are not friends. I don't like him. You know, all that kind of stuff. We just do not get along. when it, Wrapping gifts, mm-mm, right? No way. And it's been, again, we've been going at it for years, and it seems like he always wins, and I always lose when it comes to wrapping gifts. It's frustration in my life. But listen, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I love the opportunity to give. I love the opportunity to give back and to see the look on my wife's face and my boy's faces on on Christmas morning as they open up their gifts. I mean, it's absolutely, that's a joy to me. But to get to that joyous moment... There's almost a meltdown in Rich's workshop, if you know what I'm saying, all right? It just gets really, really riff, rough in my life. I mean, come on. Think about all the pressure, all the pressure that comes when wrapping a gift. You've been told, you've been shown, you've watched it, you've seen it in a Hallmark. I saw some of your gifts coming this morning and end up over there by the tree. There's a lot of pressure with all that. You have to have the right length of tape right? Like, oh, that might be a little bit too much. You have to, you know, got to cut it in half or what that looks like. You have to measure out the fix, fix your gift in the middle so you know how to wrap it. Now, I got this wrapping paper the other day and I realized it has these grid lines on there. That's absolutely amazing, right? You have to have, you have to measure it just right. They said, Rich, this is how you do it. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just go like this and I figure it out. And then you got to grab some scissors, Y'all don't know me, but I'm left handed. These are right handed scissors. It doesn't work in my life. So I get in here and I start going and I start trying to figure out how to wrap this. It's, it's crazy. Precision folding, creased, pretty, and then you have these homemade bows. Who has time for that? Who has patience for that? I mean, come on. So every year I sit down. Every year I sit down and I I psych myself up. I'm like, this is the year where Rich is going to win. This is the year that I'm going to pull through and get through this to the other side. This is the year. And so I stop. I put on a little Christmas music. I say a little prayer to God saying, Lord, pull me through this. You know, without getting the other side, my wife is nodding her head because she knows what I go through when it comes to gifts. But then I start and the whole thing just falls apart. I kid you not. I pull the scissors out, and I think I've got this measured right. And I cut cutting, and I start cutting. And even if it's got a, a straight line, I can't cut a straight line, and it starts ripping. So I just grab it. And that's what happens in my home. I rip it Oh, I, I sweat. I, just, I get frustrated. And I'm ready to call it a day. And then I remember. I love God. He does really good at this. Then I remember the reason for the season. You know what I mean? And I think about, okay, what happened the day that Jesus was born and how the angels were singing this glorious tune. What, look at Luke chapter 2, look what it says in here. It says, uh, Glory to God in the highest of heaven. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. I think about that and I think about what I'm walking through when I'm wrapping a gift. Oh no. That peace didn't work. I think about what I'm going through and I think, peace. There's no stinking peace going on right now. I'm I'm ready to call it a day. There's nothing going on that I would even think about calling peace. And to figure that his, his favor is resting on me, not at this moment, it's not. I mean, I'm getting ready to call it a day. I want a cash in Christmas. Because frustrating wrapping gifts. Now, I can't believe that I'm the only one who experienced this kind of frustration, but it's my guess. The frustration that you're walking through, the things that you're dealing with, is so much more important than wrapping a Christmas present. If anything's in your life, you're walking through and you can deal with, but experiencing right now that you wish... That you could find or experience true peace in life, that right now that you may have a hurt in your heart that you're trying to work through, that you have a brokenness in your bones that just, you just can't get past, a frustration that's dealing with your family right now, a whirlwind at work, because everything just picks up around Christmas for some reason, or you're struggling in school, all the kids are getting ready to take their finals. You know, you know I need to pass in order this final or get through the grade. And so you walk through this season, that's supposed to be full of joy, wanting that peace that you just seem you can't find right now. You know, for some of you in this room or you're watching online, you know, Christmas is not such a peaceful time for you. When you think about gathering together with your family, you think about all the family fights that are going to happen for reals. I've heard stories Families get together at Christmas. It's supposed to be this wonderful time. And someone mentions something political. Right? And then it all goes out the window. Everybody just explodes and starts yelling at each other. I can't believe you said that. Or I can't believe you just stay and help me clean this up. But no, 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 It's not a joy. It's not peaceful for you. Some of you in this room have already, you've got your plans for Christmas all set aside. You have four Christmas dinners planned in three days. i like to figure out how to pull that one off. You just, you just get done with one dinner and you have to leave. You can't really hang out with it, your, your family that you're with because you need to go to another family's house because you need to make them happy. And if you don't make them happy, everything's going to be upset for Christmas. And there you go, the chaos, no peace. See? We're looking for Peace. But right now there's many things in our lives that we're doing that are moving us away from the peace that God provides. We're looking for it, but we're just looking for now how Jesus provides. See, the story of Christmas is truly about peace. Peace on earth. But many of us have come to think or believe that what we've lived in life—that I want to share with you—has nothing to do with anything found under a tree. It has nothing to do with any of your family traditions. It has nothing to do with everything that you're facing through. But it has everything to do with that little baby boy laying in a manger. So what is this peace on earth? Goodwill to men that Jesus was supposed to bring. Where is it at in our lives, especially right here, right now in this season? Maybe a better question would be, how can we experience it for ourselves? See, unfortunately, many of us have come to us to believe that peace can only come from peaceful circumstances. That we can only experience peace if there's peace in front of us in our life. It's peaceful circumstances. And when we believe that, we make peace an uncontrollable and rare moments in our lives. And if you ask me, you didn't, but I'm going to tell you anyways. If you ask me, that is not so encouraging in life. When you say that I, 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 peace only comes in peaceful circumstances when everything, it just seems to be okay in my life. That doesn't breathe a lot of hope into me. Because I know, and I'm not the only one in this room, there's a lot of chaos in our lives. But what if I could told you you could find peace? That every single one of us in this room can experience peace. In spite of our circumstances, in spite of what you're dealing with at work, in spite of what you're dealing at home. That you could experience peace, not just peace, not just for a moment not just for a season but for a lifetime a day by day kind of peace that carries through carries us through anything and everything that we face in life would you want it so for me that looks good enough Done. Thank you for that clap. I appreciate that. That was encouraging. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's truly a gift. And you can't open until Christmas morning. Deal? Deal. Awesome. When it comes to gifts, for me, that is as good as it gets. But the gift of peace that comes through Jesus Christ is far, far greater than that. And right now, you're open to a passage, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, that was written roughly 700 years before Jesus was even born. And actually, the truth is, this is a flashback to the conversation that we had last week, that Jesus is the promise of God, right? God is a man of his word, and he said that he was gonna send the one that was gonna change everything, and Christmas is God fulfilling that promise. But 700 years... Before Jesus was even born, God used a guy named Isaiah. He used Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet. Now, a prophet is a guy who speaks for God. God speaks the message to the prophet. Prophet used to go and speak the message to the people. Well, God used Isaiah to proclaim the coming of Jesus seven hundred years before. To share just a little glimpse of what Christmas is all about. Everybody, was open there. Check on the screen. It says in verse six, chapter nine: For us, a child is born. To us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. This means that Jesus has been given all the authority. The government, everything has been handed to him and he has authority over absolutely everything in front of him. And he will be called the wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father and the prince of peace. Friends, Jesus is the prince of peace. And many times we hear this or we read this this time of year because there's a Christmas passage. And some people read in here and think, okay, this whole Jesus thing is a joke. He can't be the Prince of Peace. I mean, come on. There is still war, we experience terrorism, there is disaster and chaos. Just look what took place in Kentucky the other day. Hunger is a real thing in a world. How can Jesus be the Prince of Peace if all of those things are still going on? Think, I mean, think about it. what seems like war and terrorism and disaster and chaos. I feel like that's in my own life. How can he be the Prince of Peace for me? How can this story of Christmas be all about peace? Come on, Rich, just look around. Jesus must have missed it. Hmm. But maybe the truth is that we have missed it. We've missed the purpose of Christ and Christmas. But here's the good news. We're not alone. Jesus' first followers experienced and missed it just as much as we do at times. Look at this in John chapter 14, verse 27. He goes, peace, this is Jesus speaking. Peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So you have to see how amazing this is. Fast forward 33 years from this birth of this baby, that's now he's all grown up. He is one day away from getting arrested, beaten, and nailed to the cross. Sorry, I just went to Easter, but it kind of ties all together. He is one day away from this crazy, crazy amount of suffering, and his sole concern for his followers is what? Is that they would experience peace. Jesus says, I want you to experience, I want to give you the peace, not as the world gives, but as I give. And I give it freely to you. See, Jesus understood clearly that navigating and living in this world would be tough, that we would deal with heartache, that we would deal with hurt and brokenness. But he very clearly says, Take heart, I have overcome this world. And as I leave, I want to give you my peace. Why? Because it's a firm foundation that you and I can have no matter what we face in front of us. Peace not measured by the lack of hard moments in life or conflicts in life but peace by a deep-rooted understanding that with Jesus we've given everything we need to get through what's in front of us. That he's resting on us, living within us, walking beside us, that we're not alone. That is because the promise of peace is not found in the absence of problems. The promise of peace is found in resting the one who can carry us Through them. And for all of us, we're looking for peace. But many times because we get wrapped up in what's in front of us in this world, we're not looking as Jesus provides. We're looking for asking to have less family fighting. We're looking at to have less meals to provide, right? Less meals to cook. We're looking less travel during this time. We're looking for less debt collectors after Christmas because we spent too much on our credit cards. We're looking for less problems in schools we face or fear for what's next. And I'm right there with you. I want peace in my life, so I want all these things to go away. So if you're like me, when things, these things come into my life, man, I, 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 just, I make a plan. right? I think it through. I step back. Okay, this is how I'm going to get through this. And I I put together A, B, C, and we're going to walk right through this, and I'm going to get to the other side because I'm not going to let what circumstances have victory over me. I'm going to have victory over it. I'm going to win. And I'm going to do it by my own strength. I'm going to do it by my own wisdom. And I'm going to do it by my own plan. I don't know, maybe you're not like me. But that's what I have a tendency to do. And we believe this. Because we have been told this all our lives. Pull up your big boy pants and keep on going. Dig your heels in and fight a little bit longer, a little bit stronger, because you're almost through it. You can do this. And we rest all on ourselves. And we feel all this frustration. We don't feel peace. We're just going to go to battle. See the truth is peace, true peace, does come from a battle, but it's not the battle of how you and I think. It's a battle not a, against our circumstances, or our hurt, or a pain. It's a battle against the heart. And every single one of us in this room are born into this battle. It's a battle for control over our lives. It's a battle for who's going to sit in the throne seat of our lives. Are we going to let Jesus sit and lead us and take control? Or are we going to put ourselves right in the middle thinking, I've got it all figured out? And when it comes to Christmas, many of us don't think that way. Because we think of Christmas as that little baby in the manger. How can you and I fight with this cute little baby sitting right in front of us? But the truth is is to find the peace that many of us long for and want right now, in this season, this day, in your life. What it takes is you and I standing up and going toe-to-toe with Jesus. but instead of dropping back and pulling our arms back and fighting for ourselves, we open our arms and we humbly surrender to Him. Because we'll have no peace if we're fighting on our own terms. Jesus is the prince of peace. But many times we just continue to live this old life and fight against him. True peace is is not found in the freedom of conflict. It's found through the freedom of Jesus Christ. So is that what you want? Do you want to experience true peace this season? Do you want to experience true peace as you walk out those doors? Do you not just want a peace for a moment or a day or a week? Do you want it for a lifetime? And I got to ask, will you stop fighting him on this? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And what he offers to every single one of us room is far more than anything you and I can create on our own. Because it's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that carries us through our hardships and our troubles. It's a peace that's birthed from God's blessing and favor into our lives. It's resting into his authority. Learning, le- learning from him, leading, let him lead our lives. It's trusting that he has the best life available for every single one of us. knowing that he's there right now. It's knowing he's there whether you go through the trouble or hardship later on today or next week. And it's trusting that he's going to be there at the end. It's resting his authority. You know, there's a reason why he says, be still and know that I am God. There's a reason. I mean, I want to read this to you. It's not going to be on a screen. I'm going to read Psalm 46 to you because I want to share with you who your God is. He's a mighty God, right? He says in verse 1, God is our refuge and our strength and ever present in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give away and the mountains fail into the heart of the sea. Though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, a holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, and she will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, for the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations that he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, listen to this, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That is our mighty God. That is our everlasting father. That is the prince of peace. That is your prince of peace. You have to see how Isaiah ends this in verse seven. Of the greatness of his government, his authority, his leading, his control, and peace, there will be no end. So just as God has given everything to Jesus in his hand to control of all things, right? He has also given the opportunity to give peace. And it's never ending. It's not for a moment and fleeting when the next trouble comes. In Jesus, it's eternal. So let me just ask, right now as you sit, is there a lack of peace in your life? Is there a frustration? Is there anxiety that's overwhelming you? Is there a chaos that you can't control? Is there what you walk outdoors and you step into, this, into real life that's something you don't want to face? That you have a hard time sleeping at night and you wake up early in the morning. You can't concentrate at work because you got things on your mind because you have to face what you get home. Maybe it's time to check your stance. Are you standing toe-to-toe with Jesus with your arms up? Are you coming toe-to-toe with Jesus and laying down with humble and saying, I'm all yours? Friends, maybe we just simply forgotten the battle belongs to the Lord. He fights for you so you can find rest you can have peace he stands beside you walks with you he's in you when we allow we allow the power of god's perfect love to overcome the chaos in our lives we're overcome by the perfect peace that only jesus provides but you have to make that decision if you're going to let him provide it for you? Or are you going to put your feet in the ground and fight harder and stronger all on your own? What are you going to do? So right now I'm going to invite the prayer team forward. i you to come forward. And what I want to challenge you, church, as we wrap this up this morning, what are you holding on to That you need to lay down at the feet of Jesus? What is the burden on your heart, the chaos in your life that you've picked back up? Right? You've picked it back up. You're like, I'm gonna do this, I've got this, I'm good enough. That you need to come and lay at his feet. What is it? See, what I'm gonna close in prayer, and what I want you to do is I want you to come forward if you're looking to experience the perfect peace that Jesus provides and you have a burden something you've been carrying chaos, frustration, stress, anxiety maybe you come up you know these couples want to pray over you and pray with you as you surrender back to him that's what God wants you to do you're never meant to carry the burden Jesus says I got it all let's pray Father we thank you we thank you for this morning God we thank you for the, the celebration of life change people coming to you and spreading their lives and we thank you for them taking the next step in obedience and baptism it's all made possible through your son Jesus Christ and Lord your word is very very clear your son is the prince of peace but not in the the peace that we've made it, not in the peace that we're looking for, but the peace that he offers through a deep foundational relationship with him. Lord, I lift up our church. And if anyone is in this room who's experiencing hardship or unrest, has been carrying the burden or fear of what's to come, that they will come forward this morning and to be prayed over and prayed with. And they'll understand what true rest and peace feels through your son. That's in his name I pray.